Welcome to episode four of DC Station Union, the Capitol Quake. It is February 15, 2017. DC is off its rocker after the shock election of 2016, and our trio of friends meet up at the annual Singles Liberation Day party again. Screw them. We'll get financing through sales. Okay, bye. Jack, what was all that Greek? Hey, it's venture capital gobbledygook. I've got news. I left the committee and I'm co-founding a startup in New York. Really? Yeah. I actually got pushed out as the ranking member retired to try something new. That's great. What will this startup do? Software. It'll track infrastructure spending, ag subsidies, and of course, defense appropriations. Lots of clients already interested. Are we speaking Washingtonese? This man is smart. He's getting out of this train wreck of a government and doing its job from outside D.C. You're moving? Yeah, two weeks. Rye, New York. I can work at a startup in Midtown, and Anna, who's four months pregnant, can consult from home. Our families can reach us for babysitting. Wow. When are you moving? Two weeks. Really excited. To tell you the truth, nothing else is going on for me in the private sector. I don't want to lobby. A couple of guys I know from the hillside are starting a little company, and I have a little equity. I just really need to get away from this town right now. It's just not my city all of a sudden. I know what you mean. My friends at the Education Civil Rights Office at HHS. Oh my goodness, people are losing their minds. Except me. Why is that? I'm now the Deputy Mayor for Children's Services. I coordinate across a whole D.C. government if it deals with kids. Wow, that's fantastic. Gummy, but didn't you have more job security working for the Montgomery County's Children's whatever? I did, but this job is just a dream, and more opportunities will come. Local government is where it's at, now that the last century of progressivism in the federal government is being torn down. I'm not an ideologue. I'm really a, just a good government guy. But this is madness. Those idiots across the country will reap what they sow. Okay, Ruth, I love you, but I'm sorry. Maybe it's Washington elites who are reaping what they sow by talking about their own citizens like that. I'm sorry, but voting for this guy is like a chicken voting for Colonel Sanders. Those idiots are my family. I didn't vote for him, but I get their outburst of frustration. The outburst of frustration? I deal with kids. You know the first thing I have to say before I ask kids, tell me where it hurts. Or, how do you like your school? I'm not with immigration. We're a country. We have a right to protect our borders. Besides, you can't even sustain your lovable welfare state without population controls. A valid point, but a myopic view about economic policy. I'm just talking about damned human rights for now. As a woman, you know what election night felt like? It was like that time... I was a medical student at a holiday party. I got groped on the dance floor by a medical resident. When I returned from the holidays, I had to start a rotation reporting to him. That's what election night was for me. How so many idiot women voted for that guy is beyond me. When your town hollows out, you can't afford basic repairs on your house and shop at Goodwill for clothes. You'll listen to a candidate who at least sounds like he listens to you. I just, for my own trauma, I can't listen right now. With all due respect to everyone's experiences, 
We're a country, and we have to be pragmatic, a la Lincoln, and you know, just come together with conversation. And if you want to get back in power next time, you can't unfriend your way to a winning political coalition. I'm just done. I think humanizing each other is the first step. Holy cow, Ruth, are you engaged? Oh, yes. This is all very sudden and exciting. Randy and I were in Killington last week, where it all got started. Fantastic. We're already living in sin since my loft is, well, lofty. Cool. Well, all I can say is Anna and I were shocked at before our wedding, but something about marriage changes you. I found out the key is the first three minutes of walking in the front door. My body just wants to decompress, but I have to just be on for three minutes and acknowledge her, and the rest of the evening is fine. That sounds smart. Except Randy is a reporter and is in and out at weird hours. Are you in wedding planning yet? No, but my mom sure as hell is. Take control now. The stressful thing is the invitation list. Who makes the cut? I can't even imagine. Okay, look. First of all, this invitation list is about you and Randy, not anyone else's agenda. The parents can have a say. You have to be ruthless, uh, Ruth. It's my wedding! I don't want to be ruthless! Are they now in your life, and will they be in your life in the future? Simple. I don't know! My mom's already getting inquiries from all these people. Having to go through your mom as an intermediary is a telltale sign that they're probably not close to you. Come on, Jack. There are other considerations. It's a family meld. There are cultural issues. Just set a budget and work backwards. It's psychologically easier. I'm sort of embarrassed, but our parents are going to spend whatever they want, which makes the list harder. Ugh. You don't want to hear my first world problems. I do event planning. Just sit a where and a when. I know. It'll be in the Boston area, but we'll live somewhere here. There's a vacancy in Petworth. Where in Petworth? My house. Come check it out. I'd love to do this quick with a friend. I will tell Randy and maybe we'll check it out. Fair market price? Of course. I'm moving. Like, as in moving away from D.C. Back to Michigan? No, Houston. That's not on the circuit. The circuit? By which I mean New York, Boston, Seattle, San Francisco, L.A., maybe Denver, Dallas, Chicago, Atlanta on a regional level. Seriously, how many people do you know in D.C. who didn't move here from one of those places or are moving to one of those places? It's for a guy. Oh. Uh, The old-fashioned reason. Not for a high-powered, white-collar career in the diamond lane. Lots of Americans do it, believe it or not. Uh, well, we talked about DC-centric careers before, so I was surprised. Who's a lucky guy? His name is Doug. He's an energy executive. My field, liquid natural gas, government relations. 25% of his time in DC. He's been flying me out there about one week in a month. Houston's all right. Great food, you know. You know how I am. What's he like? And what's your guy's connection like? I get him. He's real, he's earthy, and frank. We just talk about real things. All right. Only a few weeks ago did I decide to pull up stakes. He's not perfect, but why not? Besides, long distance is tough. Tell me about it. I was in Boston when Randy and I fell in love. It was just less than a semester, so I thought of geography as just a wrinkle to be ironed out. 
that's true. But more than once, I'd be over there in Houston or here, and I'd see texts from other women pop up on his phone. We weren't exclusive at the time, but I wasn't in control of the situation. I know about the helpless of being the third party in a love triangle. I can only grab my own initiative by letting go. How long have you been seeing each other? About eight months. Met the family? I've met his sister in Houston. Not his parents. They are in Oklahoma where he grew up. And I met his daughter. Oh. Uh, okay. The girl is 12. She's very nice and understands what's going on. I met her for about 20 minutes and we all had ice cream. I think we can bond. Is the ex cool? I spoke to her on the phone. She'd obviously Googled me and it was a short conversation. Hey, it sounds like you're pretty mature in your approach. When you're there, how often will you see the girl? Every other weekend. So I'm moving in with him, and I don't have a month-long trial period with only him. Melissa, good for you for just dealing with the complications and going for it. Do you have any job lined up, or are you just plunging in? I'm interviewing for an internal corporate communications job at his company. We'll see. I'm so happy we're all coupled up. It certainly brings a nice order to life. I do prefer it to the chase. I love women, but I hated the chase. But the thing is, once I started dating Anna, other women seemed so much more available all of a sudden. I know, but you were hanging out with other couples anyway, right? Yeah, until they split or had kids, then other couples joined the fold. Yeah, that's kind of happening in Houston. Does your boyfriend have a social life? Or does it revolve around his friends or his kids' activities? It's mainly his circle. He sees her sports and recitals and stuff, but when he has custody, it's mainly just them. So he's not really involved at the school. You never said if he was married to his ex. Yes, briefly. She was a bit too small-minded and controlling. I'm not really inquisitive about it, and he certainly doesn't like talking about it. Bottom line, I asked my gal pals, does he have a history of treating women well? He's certainly a popular guy and very eligible. May I ask how old he is? My age, 37. Okay, that's great. Not for his folks. He's already getting pressure. He dreads family gatherings. I keep telling him that in D.C., 37 is like post-collegiate. There's still a supply of childless single people over 40. Do you see a future? I do, but try not to look that far ahead with them. Are you still looking sideways here in D.C.? I still get asked out and keep saying no. Even before Doug and I got exclusive, I just compare any guy here to Doug, and I just felt, nah, I'm already doing better. That's good and healthy. Shoot, look at the time. Can we all meet before we leave? Let's do this six-way dinner party next week. Yes! Bye, guys. I'll make it happen. Stay tuned for Episode 5, The Rendezvous, where we'll eavesdrop on a six-way dinner party.